Welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. God is doing incredible things in Tampa. Learn more about us at horizontampabay.com. We hope you find today's message inspiring and encouraging. Let's dive in. Again, another uh, mobile church um, little situation, but we'll go with it. All four candles are lit. I know from the back it may not look like that, but there is a little tiny flicker of a flame in the fourth one. Um, so we are, we are good there as well. Uh, good morning again. My name is Chris, and I'm one of the pastors here at Horizon Church, and we're just overjoyed that you are worshiping with us. If this is your first time here with us, um, please go ahead and fill out that connection card that you got uh, when you came in the door, uh, and there is someone that will be waiting for you to the left when you leave today holding a sign that says, this is your first time here. Please go find that person, hand them your card, and they have got a gift for you this morning. And so we are just so excited that you have chosen to worship with us here um, in this Christmas season. And we've been going through a series called The Weary World Rejoices. Um, And we've been looking at some different lines and characters within the famous Christmas carol, O Holy Night. And and each of these stories, each week when we've read the the gospel account leading up to Jesus' birth, we've encountered people from Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. People that were really weary, that this was a weary world. They were tired. They were heartbroken, they were full of pain and, and hurting, and they wondered where would hope come, where would hope come. And that, that first week, Erica told the story of the origins of O Holy Night, and I think it's a, a story worth telling again because it's such a great story. To remember where we've come in this series. And there was a guy named, I'll have to look at it again just so I don't mispronounce, Placide Capot. Placide Capot was a Frenchman. And here's a picture of him. I'm going to be talking about a few uh, dead old white guys here for a few minutes. So Placide uh, was a Frenchman, and he and his town was known as the wine merchant. He didn't have the the best church attendance, but yet his priest for Christmas Eve in 1847 came to him and wanted him to write a poem because he was known for writing poems and for selling wine, for selling good wine. And his priest came to him and he said, can you write me a poem for Christmas Eve that I would love to share at the Christmas Eve service? And Basid read the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke and he reflected on it. And he penned those words of the famous Christmas carol, O Holy Night. A guy that was known for selling wine. And Basid was like, man, this is a great poem. I don't think it just needs to stay as a poem, it should be put to music, to be a song, to be sung. And so there was only one person he knew that wrote music in his town. And it was a Jewish guy named Adolf Adams. And Adolf Adams wrote the music to the song that we've been singing now for 150 years. A new glorious morn dawns. Because of a guy that was known for selling wine and a guy that didn't even believe in Jesus. If you hear nothing else this Christmas season, God can do something great in your life as well because of that. So these are the words that that Pasid reflected on to write, O Holy Night. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree 
that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This story from the Gospel of Luke and in a holy night continued to transform the lives of people. And then again in 1906, a guy named Reginald Fessenden, a Canadian that worked for Edison, who laid the foundation for what would become the AM radio, in 1906 at Christmas time, he made the first radio transmission and he read from the Gospel of Luke. And after he was done reading, he picked up his violin and played O Holy Night. On the stillness of that night, there were ships out at sea that were used to, to beeps and dots and lines of Morse code. And there was a new and glorious morn that was dawning on that day as they heard the gospel of Luke read and O Holy Night sung. They were confused and bewildered. And the story continues. For yonder breaks a new and glorious day. For yonder breaks a new glorious day. I have to admit, I, I had to look up um, what yonder meant exactly. Because when I hear yonder, I, I kind of think of like over yonder somewhere. I mean, I, I kind of know what it means, but I was like, it's kind of like a little like slang, like rural country slang, right? And I was like, I wonder what exactly it, it means. And one of the definitions when I Googled it was you can see something, yet it's still at a distance. And what I was like, man, that's the definition that I think Placide, when he wrote this poem, was talking about. That new glorious day that Jesus was coming was here, but yet the light was still at a distance. That light. That light. There's not a 12-year-old boy that doesn't like to come to church on Christmas Eve. Um, 
I was quickly reminded of this this past Thursday night when we hosted our beer and carol service. My, my son's not uh, 12 yet, but he's still three, and the kid loves a good Christmas lighting service. Look at that. All right, this is when you can say, oh, that's cute. All right, so, I mean, look at this. This is like, he has got this, like, the form down already. Like, there's a nice arc with the candle. It's battery operated, but he was into it. I mean, you get to play with fire. There's something special on Christmas Eve. You get to play with fire. There's light. There's energy. And I began to wonder, what is it about the candle, lighting a candle on Christmas Eve, that new glorious day dawning, that light coming at a distance? There's something just calming about it, right? Like, typically, uh, if we hadn't moved this across the stage and I think hit the the, the fans just a slightly, it would be spinning. I could literally just stand here for hours, right? Hours and just watch the candles burn and it spin around and around. Our kids this year, we've we started a new um, family tradition. I really kind of hyped it up, I guess, a little bit more so than the past as we have our own little Advent wreath at home. And so each week we've been lighting it every night before we get take the kids to bed. And... They, it's like the highlight of their night. They're like, hope, 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 hope. And they like run to us and they like want to pray for hope. Um, and it's just, it's really cute. Um, but I have to admit their favorite part is the candles. And they, they kind of rush over the prayer a little bit because they like to light the candle. And then they also like to blow out the candle, right? Like it's like their birthday every night almost that way. We, when we all love candles. I think the apple didn't fall from the tree. Um, this was... This is a, a German uh, nativity, and I, the only time I had ever encountered one is if you're watching a, a Christmas vacation. Uh, Cousin Eddie, you know, he's sipping on his eggnog in the moose mug, right? And he kind of like hits a couple of these, and it just like scatters everywhere. And then Clark goes and tries to like pick it up and put it back together. So the first time I'd ever seen one of these live, um, this wasn't a tradition growing up for me, was when we were living in Nashville, a friend of ours had, had invited us over. Uh, his name was Dr. Cooper, and Dr. Cooper invited us over for dinner, and he had one of these on the table when we were eating, but he didn't have any candles in it. And I'm like, what? How do you have one of these and not have candles in it? And he's like, oh, I don't know, we just like set it on the table every year for Christmas. Like, I don't even know what size candles work in it. And I was like, Dr. Cooper, I'm not coming to dinner at your house for Christmas ever again unless you get candles for this. So next year we got the invite, and sure enough, Dr. Cooper had got candles for it, and it was just spinning like crazy, and I literally just sat at the dinner table all night watching it go around. And yet, as you can see, candles are so fragile. Like, we had trouble lighting these, we got some issues here, but yet they're so filled with potential for energy they can light up a room, the heat here rises, and it powers this to go around, hopefully, if it would have today, right? Yeah, we'll just pretend for a second there. But candles, they're, they're fragile, yet they're just, just bursting with energy. They're alive, they flicker, they move. And we hold these candles at Christmas, right? We hold them because they, they kind of represent us. They represent our souls, right? That fire that, that burns within us, that flame that lives in us, that fire in our souls. And we all know it just as these candles, it doesn't take much to put them out. 
the fire that, that lives within us, it doesn't take much to put it out either. It goes out rather quickly. It can extinguish pretty fast. It's just like we walk into a room, we live our lives, and the candle that burns within us just goes out like that, right? So this Christmas, I have one question for us today. One question. And what, what is it that's blowing out your candle this Christmas? What is it? For some of you, I think it might be chaos. The chaos of the season. We're running around. We're overscheduled. We're overcommitted. For some of us, it might be work. We're working long hours. We've got a boss that just is on us all the time. We're underperforming. It feels like we can never do enough. For some of us, it might be our kids. Our kids are just putting out our fire. They're wearing us out. For others of us, it might be bills this Christmas. Is there going to be enough to pay the bills? And it just feels like it's weighing us down. It's burning us down. It's putting out the flame that lives within us. Or for some of us, it's the Christmas that we're spending for the first time without a loved one. And that fire to celebrate Christmas is just gone. It's gone. For some of us, maybe it's we've been hurt. We've been hurt this year. We've been hurt recently. We've been hanging around hurtful people and it's put out the fire within our lives. Maybe it's been this past month, this past year. Maybe it's we've been living hurt for the last 10 years of our lives. And what has it done to us when it extinguished our flame? It left us angry. It left us bitter. It let us, left us resentful. And the fire is gone. The passion is gone in our lives. And we just want to tell the world to go away, right? The fire has been gone. We've been hurt. We've been wronged. And the flame has been extinguished. Or maybe it's that we've just made really bad decisions. We make bad decision after bad decision. It's a handful of bad decisions that we've made on ourselves that we has put out our own flames. This year, this month, this decade, we've maybe made bad decisions for the last decade. And we've hurt our marriage. We've hurt the ones we love the most. We've hurt those around us. Maybe it's something in, even no one else in this room knows. It's something in our private life that's so embarrassing, but we, it's put out the flame that lives within us, right? Our bad decisions put that flame out. It extinguishes us. The flame has gone out, and we've grown cold this Christmas. What's blowing out your candle this Christmas? So I want to read to you these words from John. John writes another gospel, and he, he tells the Christmas story in a little bit different way. And I'll read you these words. His life, Jesus' life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The darkness can never extinguish the light of Christ. Other translations put it this way. The darkness can never put it out. The darkness can never overcome the light of Christ. 
our flames will go out. Our flames will go out. We're going to walk into a room and it's just going to go out some days. We're going to try our best to keep our flames on, but there's going to be chaos all around us. There's going to be hurtful people we encounter. We're going to make bad decisions and our flames are going to go out. But here's the thing. Jesus has a flame that never goes out, that the darkness can never extinguish. The darkness can never put it out. The darkness can never overcome it. We walk into the chaos. We encounter that hurtful person and we just keep making bad decisions. And we want to live a different way, right? We want to live a different way this Christmas. And we are indeed of that new, in need of that new and glorious morn. We're in need of a new day. Because our flame will go out, but his flame will never. Jesus, the darkness can never overcome it. The darkness can never extinguish the light of Jesus. And here's the thing. Jesus offers this flame to every single one of us. Every single one of us. You have chaos in your life. You're overscheduled. You're, you're tired and you're weary. Jesus offers peace and goodness this Christmas to you. You're doing your best to avoid that hurtful person. You never cross paths with them, but then you start scrolling through Facebook, right? And you see something that they posted and you just get angry. Your flame's going to go out. But Jesus offers you something different. He offers you healing from that anger. He offers you healing from that resentment. You've made bad decisions after bad decisions. You've hurt those around you. Jesus, the flame that never goes out, the flame that never can be extinguished, the flame that can never be overcome offers forgiveness to you. Not after you get yourself all straightened up, but right now, right now, in the middle of that bad decision that you're still dealing with this Christmas. So where are you today? Where are you? Is your flame burning bright? Is it burning bright? Or is it out right now? Because you're living in chaos. Because you've been hurt and you've made bad decisions. Because Jesus offers his light to us, to each one of us. And there is no better time, no better day than this Christmas to light that fire again. Or maybe your, your candle is burning bright. It's shining bright. And even it's moving you around a little bit, right? Where is, that, where is it that God's moving you to? Where is God moving you to? Maybe today when we light candles at Christmas and we... And we sing Silent Night together and we're all holding that flame and it's moving and it's flickering and it's alive and burning and it's passionate. Maybe you stare into it for a minute and listen to where God is calling you. Because there is a new glorious morn today that God's calling you into. Even if your fire is burning bright, there's something happening, something moving today. And today can be that day that you say, yes, God, burn bright within me. Burn bright within me. Because your light... As much as I try to keep my own 
fire lit. Your light will never go out. It will never be overcome. Would you pray with me? God of grace, God, we thank you for your light, your light that burns, that lights our paths, that offers hope and forgiveness and healing. God, this morning, come into our hearts with that same fire. Move us. Move us to live into your new day. Your new day. Make it dawn today for us. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Horizon Church Podcast. If you are in the Tampa area, consider joining us one Sunday. You can also be a part of Shining Light and Igniting Change by financially supporting the ministries of Horizon Church at horizontampabay.com giving. Thank you again for joining us.